Stephen. James. Are you bored to death of Freakonomics already? This is like year 13 on Freakonomics. Like, don't you ever feel the need at this point? Like, you have a four or five books, you have a game, there's been a documentary, you give constant speeches, you have a Freakonomics podcast. Like, at some point, and you're a creative guy, I know you're a creative guy, and you're always thinking of things. Uh, do you ever feel the need to kind of branch out and do kind of a totally different thing, whether it's fiction or another nonfiction topic? You've done two memoirs already, so that's that's done. You've written about your life. Uh, do, you ever, do you ever feel the need to reinvent? And do you think about this? Does this bother you? Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I kind of can't help but say yes. Did I'm I just make you cry? <laughs> you, you almost made me cry. Um, so yes and no. Real answer is yes and no. The yes is, I wouldn't say bored. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely... But well, let it's me a big umbrella, so there's that's a lot of interesting topics. Right. So that's what I was going to say. So there are two things about it. One is, quote, Freakonomics, whatever that word means, and a lot of people have stronger affinities for what they think it means and what I think. You know, I don't really care what it means, but the way I look at it is it's almost just like a, a worldview, Right. It's just like a, a philosophy almost, yes, which enables you to go to any topic. So I will say this. In the past, as a journalist, there have been periods where I wrote a lot about one particular topic for a long time. I wrote about crime for a long time. I wrote about a lot of sports. I wrote about a lot of arts and entertainment. And within like six months of those, I'd get really bored. Freakonomics, however, allows me to go to whatever topic I want as long as I can find a kind of way in. So in that way, I'm not bored, but— And can I ask you a question about that? Absolutely. It's question of the day, James. You get to <laughs> so, ask a so question. So, like, is a Freakonomics-ish question, for instance, how much, um, you know, why are plumbers rich? So, you it's know, interesting. The second richest guy in the town where I grew up was the plumber. There was a doctor and the plumber. Because it seems like you have to pay someone a lot of money to clean the yeah. stuff out of your pipes. Right. <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's really like I, I think about this a lot. Like plumbers, I don't know if they still do, but used to relatively make a lot of money compared to other trades, right? Sure. But then you look at people who are, to me, almost as skilled as plumbers. There are some trades that require a lot of, you know, if not the expertise, at least like the hard work. There are some like construction jobs, for instance, where you bust your ass. And I right, use, but, but plumbing is disgusting and construction jobs I don't think outdoors. it's about that. I don't think it's about that. I think there are a lot of kind of accidents of history of how price dynamics are set up. And then we tell ourselves stories that this is really expensive because blah, 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 but it's not. So, but this strikes me as like a Freakonomics-ish topic you can explore. I can't believe we haven't done the economics of plumbing yet, but yeah, but, I'll give you a, here. I'll give you a for instance. But 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 this is all like so you so it's sort of, freakonomics is sort of like license to pursue all these smart things. Uh, in I wouldn't even call them smart necessarily, but, but all these aspects of decision making and like why we make the decisions we do, and so, and often how it's related to the price of those things. So so maybe I'll broaden my question. Like, do you ever just want to like write like I don't know? Some stupid children's book. <laughs> I have written a stupid children's book, actually. I, you well, know, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't that stupid, but uh, I did write a children's I, book I, a few I, years ago. I, I think I Probably have it, Probably five, actually. six years ago. Now. I, I think I have it, but I haven't read it because yeah. I'm not a child. <laughs> mm, um, that was fun, and I did that kind of because it was something I like to do. So, yeah, I do things. Like, there's a screenplay that I'm kind of sort of thinking about working on now. I do, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about, I, I really do like comedy, so I don't think I could really do it. But I think I might uh, try it in some fashion. I have this game show called Tell Me Something I Don't Know, which even okay. though it grew out of Freakonomics, in my view, it's very different. 
So yeah, I, I I do. I wouldn't say I get bored, but I will say that I constantly like to try new things, including, you know, food. Like last night, I made for my family an Indian dish. It was just like a chicken curry. I'd never made any Indian dish before in my life, and it turned out like not very good. Nobody really liked it. But I love doing new stuff, so, and I always so, will, I hope. So despite the fact that, let's say, the umbrella of your career at this point is defined by Freakonomics to an extent, would you still say you make sure, almost as a technique, that you devote some period of your week to exploring other things? I would not say as a technique, although I think for a lot of people who might need a little bit more natural encouragement to branch out, I think having a technique or moreover maybe a commitment uh, device, you know, something that kind of locks them into it um, would be a great idea. All right, let's do, let's you and I... Hey, but let me just say this. The most obvious non-Freakonomics thing I'm doing is sitting here with you doing this podcast, which doesn't have anything to do with Freakonomics, and I'm the guy who does it. Very good point. Although in in all the bios and everything, we're we're both branded by what we've done in our past. Right. That's, that's just fine. like if Michael Jordan decides to make underwear, it's going to be Michael Jordan, the, the basketball uh, player. Right. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But I think I think you and I should do. And Michael com- Jordan does make some fine underwear. <laughs> he doesn't make it, but he. I think you and I good. should do comedy. I think we should hold each other accountable. I think we should do find a place to do stand up at an open mic. We should record it for this question of the day and have it as an episode. I'm not ready to commit only because, like, my rule of thumb for trying new stuff is it doesn't need to be good. Like, my chicken curry last night, I knew it what it might. I knew it had a, a high probability of not being really good, but I also knew that it wouldn't totally suck because what it had, had chicken and tomato sauce and a bunch of spices and some yogurt. Like, how bad could that be? With comedy, however... How do you know these question of the days don't totally suck? Uh, they may, but I don't listen to them after, so there's okay. no pain in But, like, I was in Chicago the other day, and I'd been on planes and in hotels, and I was just... You, you get that feeling where you just, like, need air of any kind. So I got to my new hotel... And I just went for a walk in um, Grant Park there, and I, I love that part of Chicago. It's just big and open, and it was great, like, late afternoon, uh, late, early fall, late afternoon weather. And I got to thinking about what I thought would be, like, a really good comedy bit. And I took a bunch of notes on it, and I worked on it a little bit. And, like, as, as when I have, like, ten of those that I feel, like, are potentially pretty good— I think I'm ready to go. But until I think that I have at least a 50-50 chance of not being awful, I'm not ready to commit. This seems like a good time to take a quick break. We'll be right back to our conversation after this. I'm not sure about this statistic, but uh, me undies is telling me that 90% is the percent of my life that I'm in my underwear. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably more like 98% 98% for me. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. But probably for me, this means that my underwear gets old very fast. You know that feeling of putting on old, saggy underwear? Well, you need to know the feeling of great-fitting underwear that is two times softer than cotton. You need to know about MeUndies.com. MeUndies is the most comfortable underwear you will ever wear, and it's insane how good they make you feel. They fit perfectly, they don't ride up on you, and they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you stay cool. I'm sorry, I can't help laughing at that. I believe them completely. Uh, I'm going to totally, if they can do this, they will save my life forever. So 
Go to MeUndies.com. I'm going there today and I'm buying some MeUndies for myself. Go to MeUndies.com slash question and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. Save even more when you buy a pack of them. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them or your first pair is free. Once you feel MeUndies on your body, you're never going back. I have one little story. I was. You listening- have a, or, now you say you want to do comedy with me or without me. I, I do. What's I, your? Oh, give me a. Give me a taste. Well, I do a lot of uh, uh, public speaking comedy, meaning people come to see me speak, and then they're surprised when there's comedy. I don't know how I would do it all if someone came to hear something funny and then I have to say something funny. So I have nothing. But I you was got nothing uh, after that. You're baiting me and cajoling me. Well, I'd you have to. Nothing? I'd have to work at it. I don't want to suck either. So, but but uh, you're asking for me to commit to a product that yes. So we would hold each other accountable. Let's say two months from now. See, but I am a big believer. Like, okay, look, let's tell our listeners a dirty little secret about QOD. We didn't just like wake up and say, hey, we're gonna go out there with a podcast. What did we do? We piloted. The dirty little secret is that we woke up together. <laughs> <laughs> After I cooked for you, I believe. Chicken it? curry. <laughs> it was awful. No, but we piloted. We recorded probably, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes. And we had a lot of people listen. We had a lot of people listen. We wanted to make sure that we thought it was, uh, and I'm I'm a big believer. Look, I used to be in a band and write music, you know, trying to make records and stuff. And like, there's a lot that goes into the, when you're doing, when you're releasing, when you're, Asking the public for their time and attention, you better like feel that you've at least done all you can to deserve it. You know, and this this reminds me of a story, and this is more of a Gladwellian story than a Freakonomics story. But um, I was listening to Anthony Jeselnik be interviewed on a sorry, another, who's that? Anthony Jeselnik is a comedian. He just released a special on Netflix called Thoughts and Prayers, and. Uh, he was being interviewed by a uh, uh, by Mark Marin on Mark Marin's podcast, and he said that he used to be a writer for the Jimmy Fallon show before it was the Tonight Show. He said he would write seventy jokes a day for Jimmy Fallon, and you know Jimmy Fallon might use one, but seventy jokes wow. every day, whatever it was, four or five days a week. That's how you get good, I guess. And that's huh? and that's the uh, you know the the K. Anders Erickson, Malcolm Gladwell, ten thousand right, hours. Right. And that that kind of scared me off of comedy. Like I'm, I can't. I so I start. So then Mark Maron did something very interesting. He pulled up all the headlines for the day and he read one. And Jeselnik was like, "Bam!" He had he had a punchline. Should we try that right now? With no, 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 James. But, but Come I'll on, tell, just to see how I'll, the I'll difference you, between a pro and an amateur. Well, I'll tell you the headline that Mark Maron came up with. So Google launches new payment system, and bam! Without a beat, without missing a beat, Anthony Jeselnik says. Otherwise known as identity theft. <laughs> so <laughs> right, here. it takes 10,000 hours right. to do that. Hang on, James. I think you're probably better than you think of this. All right, let's try it. Here's a headline from okay. CNN. Donald Trump describes father's, quote, small loan, $1 million. Uh, <laughs> um, you're right. You're bad. Yeah, see? Yeah. I can't do it. All right. I, I appreciate your honesty, though, your your assessment of yourself. Well, you try. What is it? I can't. No, I told you. I can't. All right. Can, I'll share with you my bit, though. Here's what I came up with okay. in Chicago that I thought would be good. So it'd be, this wouldn't be like the beginning of my bit. This would be like the second little piece in my, let's say I have an eight-minute act, right? And this might be the second piece. I'm talking about myself as a total failure, and that one of the things that I failed at was I, I used to work at an agency where we... Uh, wrote slogans for cities and, and like jingles for cities 
that we're trying to, you know, encourage uh, uh, tourism and stuff, right? So that was my job because I'd been a mus- musician before. But uh, so, like, we were asked to do one for Chicago. So I came up with, like, uh, hot in the summer, cold in the winter, Chicago, you suck balls, right? So the idea is I got fired from my job because I was so bad at it, right? You with me so far? Yes, I got it. I got it. (laughs) And then, like, but then it went on and on. I have one for every city. I could make one for every city. So, like, you know, give me a city and I'll write one right on the spot. Philadelphia. Um, I'm trying to think of one that somehow isn't... Baltimore. uh, Baltimore. Um, You know... um, we got your riots and we got your crabs. Baltimore's got it all. There you go. So you could have people shouting out their cities. Exactly. Give me another city. What do you got? Uh, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta. Nobody likes you. You should just go away. <laughs> right? Don't you think I have the future here? Um, I'm going to have to say on a scale of 0 to 10, it's an attempt because it's better than... Hey, and it's credit... Because it's better than what I just did with the Donald Trump loan. I still am trying to think of one, and I can't <laughs> think of one. I'm going to be working all day on this. Um, listeners, here's the here's the, the headline. Donald Trump's father gave him a small loan of $1 million. What's the punchline? Help us out on question of the day, and we'll even read it on a future question of the day and give you full credit. And remember, Chicago... Hot in the summer, cold in the winter. Chicago, you suck balls. Well, I think that's the end of all of our podcast forever. Oh, wait, wait, you're saying there's another one? Okay, well, right after this, we'll hear about it. Again, we'd like to thank Me Undies. And I'm going to say that even more after I buy one and wear one if everything they say is true, which I trust that it is. Why wear the underwear that rides up constantly and really isn't all that comfortable? Treat yourself to the most comfortable underwear you will ever wear. They fit perfectly, they don't ride up on you, and they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you stay cool. Great for both men and women. Go to MeUndies.com question and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. Save even more when you buy a pack of them. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them or your first pair is free. Once you feel MeUndies on your body, you're never going back. Here's a peek at what we have in store for you next time on Question of the Day. Imagine taking your kids to, like, Italy, and then you have to, like, spend all day walking the streets and then eating meals and, you know. Well, what you're describing is what some people would describe as their dream vacation. But I would argue that even if it sounds to a random listener like a dream vacation, what you just said, I think the problem is being all together. 